When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up? What is up, everybody? It is Fourth of July weekend, and we're back. On Saturday, talking undercovered ops, trying to find some sleepers in the AFC South. So before we get started, go to playerprofiler.com, go to the top of the page, click on the draft kit button. At the top of the page, you go to the world famous draft kit is live team insights, player analysis, cheat sheets for every format, including underdog promo code underworld auction, PPR, non PPR, traditional super flex, non Everything is there in the world-famous draft kit. Go over to playerprofiler.com right now. Top of the page, fantasy draft kit. Now, when you're up there next to that button, there's this tiny little button, and it's yellow, so you can't miss it. It's called betting. And you can go over there, and I'm just not going to tell you much more. Three-day pass for $0.99 to our new betting site, Player Profiler Edge. Go do yourself a favor and check that out. The big UFC fights are on tonight. Uh, we have sports every day. We set a big trade in the NBA yesterday. Every sport is on Player Profiler Edge. Go find the deep secrets that you need to win in betting. And when you're doing your betting, go to Caesar Sportsbook. Use that promo code Underworld15 and get a first bet insurance up to $1,500. Underworld15. Again, Player Profiler Edge. Find some sneaky things. Go over to Caesar Sportsbook. Underworld15. Do it. Do it now. Let's jump into the show. Welcome to Undercovered Ops, episode 35. The AFC South is here. And we're talking about the Houston Texans that started out 4-13 and last year with a Vegas over-under of 4.5 this season. Last year, they went 4-13, and finished third in the AFC South. And last year, two years ago, 4-12, and third in the AFC South once again. The quarterback at the helm, obviously, Davis Mills, 66% passing last year with 16 touchdowns, turns 2,600 yards, throwing the ball to Chris Conley. They forced out Chris Conley for a majority of the opportunities in 2021, sadly, when Nico Collins, the rookie, was just waiting and waiting and waiting. It felt like in fantasy we were just like, come on, come on, Nico, come on. And it was like, nah, just kidding. We're going to run out uh, Farrell Brown at tight end and uh, Chris Conley, a wide receiver. And that's just kind of the situation that we dealt with in Houston in 2021. So, Hopefully after David Coley was fired and they kind of have this little bit of turnover, not really a lot, but you see 44% deep pass percentage from Davis Mills, fourth in the NFL. They didn't draft a, a quarterback that's really going to compete with Davis Mills in 2022. So they seem to be giving him the opportunity to kind of become, I'm, I'm not going to say obviously become a, a Tom Brady because that's that's extremely far-fetched, but when Davis Mills was drafted, there was no, okay, this guy's going to be anything. It was more so just like, there's a potential here, and he's showing that he has the potential to be a, a, a guy that can play in the NFL, kind of like a Kirk Cousins who was drafted in the in the mid-rounds. So hopefully Houston hits on a guy like Davis Mills. Um, that's obviously the biggest goal. 
fourth on deep pass completions as well, 2,600 yards. He did what he could do in year one. Year two, let's see if he can take a step forward. And you look kind of at the opportunities at hand um, in Houston with Lovey Smith as the head coach. They bring in Pep Hamilton, who's who's coached in the XFL, AFL, all these leagues the last few seasons. Lovey Smith will be working on the defense as well. When you're talking about opportunities and players at hand, you're talking about Brandon Cooks and uh, Brandon Cooks. And uh, Brevin Jordan, Brevin Jordan, the tight end out of Miami. Uh, we're a big fan of him coming the last three seasons. Uh, he had a great freshman season at the University of Miami. Goes to Houston in the 2021 draft. In 2022, there's 263 vacated carries and 143 vacated targets in Houston. And they used those early draft picks not on quarterback, not on receiver, not on running back, but on Derek Stingley, the cornerback out of LSU. That was one pick where they took him at three overall. And there was a lot of discussion going into the draft if he would have fallen out of the top 10. Derek Singley's a stud. It's just whether they can they can get him turned on and be like, all right, dude, you got to dial it in, get here. And then they get Kenyon Green, a guard at pick 15. Jalen Petrie, John Mechie in round two. John Mechie's going to come in and play with a receiver early in this this trio. The trio is going to be Nico, Brennan Cooks, and you're going to get John Mechie on there as soon as he gets healthy and on the field. Love Brevin Jordan at tight end. I think you can continue to look at Brevin Jordan growing in this offense. Again, last year, this team threw for 3,600 yards. You had Tyrod Taylor play in six games last year, the two and four record. They bring in Davis Mills, and the completion percentage jumps up 6% with Davis Mills, like we talked about before. And you look at the receiving game again, like I said, Brennan Cooks, Nico Collins, and they forced out Chris Conley. They had Danny Amendola, Chris Moore. Like they had David Johnson a running back. I don't understand quite why they did all this stuff last year. And it was more so like they always say in the NFL, we're always trying to win games. Every single week you're trying to win games, win games, win games. But in Houston, it's like, I get it. You have David Johnson. I get the Rex Burkhead, uh, you know, Danny Amendola, Chris Conley. These guys are trying to win games. But as a front office, you should have been putting out Nico Collins. You should have been putting out Brev. You should have been putting out um, Scotty Phillips. These guys, like Scotty Phillips was a guy we talked about on Undercovered Ops in the season because he should have been a guy on the field getting those opportunities. That's a guy you wanted to see kind of like Davis Mills. Davis Mills is a mid to late round pick. Give him opportunities. Scotty Phillips, give him opportunities. Give Nico opportunities. Let these guys get their reps in the NFL. That's how you you create a team. And, I, and I've won on these, these long diatribes about this Houston Texans team during last year, and I'm not going to do that again. But David Johnson does exit. Deshaun Watson traded to Cleveland. They bring in Marlon Mack. Daria Gumbawale, and then they draft Damian Pierce in the third round of the NFL draft this last season. So Damian Pierce, sorry, was the second pick of the fourth. It was that, that, that Michael Carter spot. So they bring in Damian Pierce and a lot of people on the underdog side of things as far as fantasy goes. People drafting underdog are really climbing up for Damian Pierce being that RB1 in this offense. Right now he's got the board at 127 overall in the underdog drafts with the puppy. And, and at Florida, remember we talk about Damian Pierce a lot. He never really crested 20 receptions. He had 106 carries in his junior year. That was it. That was all. And a lot of positivity came from this. He, he dominated the senior bowl, dominated the combine, dominated all these things where he was in the front of, of media. He was in the front of coaches. He was in the front of all this stuff. And it was this guy. But the problem is he's in Houston. He's in Houston. He didn't get the you know hypothetical Minnesota landing spot where you know Delvin Cook's going to get 300 carries. He's not going to do that. Not with a guy in, in Rex Burkhead that gets a big contract coming into the season. They go and get Marlon Mack. Ogumbawale is going to play some of that third down role. 
Damian Pierce going off the board at 127 underdog is a bit high. RB40 in round 11 is a bit high for my blood. You look up, especially the guy um, playing right next to him, which is Marlon Mack, where Marlon Mack is going off in the draft in comparison is 178. That's 60 picks later for a guy like Marlon Mack, who's 26 years old. We saw what he could do with Jonathan Taylor before Jonathan Taylor was there. Marlon Mack, of course, coming off an Achilles injury, and it's really, you know, it was week one of 2020. So now he's going to be two years removed here coming up in, in August. What can Marlon Mack do in Houston, 26 years old? Is he fully healthy? We saw Cam Akers come back from health. Deontay Foreman come back from an Achilles injury two years post and play in Tennessee and look like he has that wiggle and that burst back. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Marlon Mack does bring to the table in Houston. But as far as Houston goes, the really only guys that you're interested in, you know, I don't love the value that Damian Pierce brings. Davis Mills is going to continue to be that guy. But the guy that I'm really, really kind of pointing in on and, and, and targeting and dynasty and targeting in any league is going to be Brevin Jordan and, and Brevin Jordan, because he's the tight end. He's not the John Meshi. He's not the Nico Collins. He's not the Brandon cooks. Of course, everybody knows what Brandon cooks can and will do week in and week out for this offense. But when you're talking about dynasty and somebody you want to go get it's Brevin Jordan, who hasn't even turned 22 yet. He's going to turn 22 next month, 20 receptions, 178, three touchdowns as a rookie. Again, rookie tight ends don't do a lot. That's a well-known thing. And as a freshman at the University of Miami, again, Miami turnstile all these talents out in the NFL, even while not playing on that at that top-tier level the last few seasons. Nine games, nine games, eight games. 32 receptions, 35 receptions, 38 receptions, 300, 500, almost 600 receiving yards at the University of Miami at age 18 he had 300 yards so he's going to get that early opportunity he's gotten the early opportunity he's going to continue to be the top tight end and, and I mean outside of Brevin Jordan are, are you really going to to try to convince me that Farrell Brown Anthony Auclair are going to take opportunities away from a talent a talent like Brevin Jordan who is Again, like I just said, almost 22 years old, best comparable to Harrison Bryant, 6'3", 245 pounds, 98th percentile breakout in college. Brevin Jordan's that dude. That's the guy I'm going to be targeting in Houston. It's probably going to be the only guy that I am targeting in Houston. But let's move on to Jacksonville, a team that a lot of people are interested in from a, a, a bevy of reasons, right? This team is focused on defense, adding defensive pieces um, through the NFL draft. Uh, they added Trevor Lawrence last year, and Trevor Lawrence had a, a miserable, miserable rookie season. And remembering of the, the Peyton Manning year back in 1999, Jacksonville goes three and 14 after coming off a one and 15 year. So four and 29 down in Jacksonville, and they're now on to Doug Peterson as their head coach. I think Doug Peterson really does turn the tide. They're going to open up this year at Washington, home against Indianapolis. I think those are two really good games to start out with. At at Washington is going to be a game against Carson Wentz, and it's going to be a winnable game for Jacksonville, and I think that's a very big stepping stone because remember last year, the end of the year, on kicking Indianapolis out of the playoffs, they get Indianapolis week two. I'm sure Indy's not going to be very happy, but they get them at home again. So, hey, there's opportunity they had Travis Etienne healthy. Trevor Lawrence is bouncing back. 161 vacated targets. They did bring in Christian Kirk. 125 vacated carries. James Robinson is a guy. A lot of people are saying, why aren't you drafting James Robinson? What, what, what's wrong with James Robinson? Draft him late. Some people, it reminds me of the Cole Komet thing. No touchdowns. It's like people forget things happen. As soon as the year is over, it's like, okay, write these things down in your memory. Oh, X, Y, and Z happened. And then it's like June and July come around, they forget. 
They forget that Cole Komet exists because he hasn't scored touchdown. They forget that James Robinson tore his Achilles. They forget that uh, Michael Thomas hasn't played in two years. They forget all these things. Jacksonville is going to take a step forward. They got Marvin Jones still there. Christian Kirk comes over. Evan Ingram comes over from New York. They forget about that as well. Lawrence is getting the weapons around him. Zay Jones as well got that eight to $10 million contract. I think you're going to be sitting in a good spot. Again, I say Zay Jones and you're just like, the fuck does Zay Jones matter? Zay Jones is, is a guy that's going to be able to stretch the field. And he really plays in a similar role to Christian Kirk. So it's going to be really weird to see how they just continue to roll out these guys that mirror each other. Marvin Jones, uh, Christian Kirk, uh, Zay Jones. It was, it was playing that DJ Chark role. But again, we'll see what they do with LaVisca. That's the biggest question mark I have. But they used their NFL picks this year on Trayvon Walker with the number one pick in the draft. You feel how you feel about that. I'm not a biggest fan about it. Devin Lloyd, one of my favorite defensive players in this entire draft. He can play inside, he can play outside. He's 6'4", 245 pounds, athlete from Utah. Um, he kind of mirrors the Anthony Barr prototype, and I think he's going to be very sneaky, very uh, agile, and, and able to use him all over the formation on defense is Devin Lloyd out of Utah. But I think the biggest the biggest conversation when you're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2022 is the one and the only Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne, there's not a lot that needs to be said about what this guy did on the field at the University of Clemson with Trevor Lawrence and the connection that they have. But he's 23 years old, of course, best comparable to uh, DeAndre Swift on player profiler. He's currently going to the board at number 38 on underdog, which is in round four. And I think if you miss on a guy early or you end up taking a, a Justin Jefferson early, you get an Aaron Jones in round two. You take a receiver round three, talk about a, a Pittman. We'll talk about Pittman later. You can always come back and get that ETN early in the fourth round on that kickback. I really love that selection of Travis ETN um, in round four, going off 402 right now. Over the last 30 days, he's jumped up from pick 55 to pick 38. That's a 17-pick jump on underdogfantasy.com. Use that promo code UNDERWORLD. Again, Travis ETN coming off a midfoot Liz Frank injury, missed all 17 games last season. And, you know, there's an interview about him a couple months ago where he said, you know, I really wasn't ready to play in the NFL in 2021. So the injury really didn't uh, derail much other than the fact that he probably wouldn't have really shown what we expected. So you're still getting your values in Travis Etienne if he becomes that guy. I still trust the process with him. And as long as his speed and everything shows to come back, which I think it will, I think you're going to get opportunities from Travis Etienne, especially in the slot uh, which is weird because we want to see LaVisca there, but I think Travis Etienne is still going to get those those mild opportunities. You look at what happened last year. James Robinson, 164 carries, 767 on the ground. Trevor Lawrence in 73 carries, and Carlos freaking Hyde had 72 carries. Um, so I think you can really expect quite a bit out of Travis Etienne, especially with Hyde out and Robinson injured. Now at the receiver position, we talk about Christian Kirk. We talk about Evan Ingram. They bring in Zay. They still have Marvin. Marvin was the leading receiver last year with 70, 73 receptions and eight, over 800 yards. And then LaVisca, again, LaVisca Chenault. People continue to say, yeah, LaVisca Chenault's a bust. Yeah, LaVisca Chenault's this. But you forget that, you know, as much as he's done, you can go and also look at what McLaurin has done. McLaurin has not been a top 20 wide receiver yet, but he's you, you have to pay top 20 price to get a Terry McLaurin. LaVisca, back-to-back 600-yard seasons, 178 targets. 99 targets in 2021 with zero touchdowns. It's the same corollary that you talk about with Cole Komet with 99 targets, top five all-time among receivers to not score a touchdown. 178 career targets. 113 or 121 uh, career receptions, 
1,200 yards and zero and five touchdowns, five all coming his rookie year. I think you can still trust LaVisca Chanel, 23, turning 24 years old. Of course, got that body type of the Debo, the A.J. Brown. I think Doug Peterson's going to be like, hey, man, I got a weapon out here. Shh, shh. Hey, everybody, we have Travis Etienne. We have Travis Etienne. And then, boom, week one, you're going to see LaVisca Chanel get his opportunities. And I'm still going to trust that process. Going to the bird at 208, this is a guy you're going to be drafting in the last round of underdog every time he's probably not going to get drafted in your seasonal leagues and you're gonna be able to add him after he goes off in week one or two i don't care what you say i'm a truther for lavisca chanel i've been a truther for him and i'm going to stay a truther for him 85th percentile college target share 60th percentile college dominator i'm going to stay on lavisca chenault in jacksonville now let's talk about the big dog or what a lot of people call the big dog, and that is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's coming off an injury in 2021. Does Derrick Henry bounce back? That's the opportunity I'm looking at, right? So I'm talking to Matt yesterday, the podfather, where we're doing our AMA. And before we went live, I said, hey, man, look at my draft right now. I'm, I'm doing a Scott Fishbowl mock. I got the 12 spot. I'm going Najee and Derrick Henry. And he's like, man, Derek, that's a tough one for me. I said, yeah, but does he have one year left? Can we get one more year of Derrick Henry? We see the videos of him in the gym still getting that work in. And at the, at the one-two turn, if he falls to you in the Scott Fishbowl, I'm taking Najee and Derrick Henry. It's half PPR league. I really love that. And you look, three years ago, 1,500 yards. Last year, 2,000. And then 2021, 900 yards before going down. With the 900 yards, that was in eight games. His pace was the same. His pace was, I'm going for 2,000 again. So do I think that Tennessee says, let's run him out there again and, and see if he can take that same load? Eh, I don't I don't quite think you're going to see a 400 carry uh, projection for Derrick Henry, but I would say they put probably they probably project him in that 350 area. Um, 303 in 2019 when he had 1500 yards, 378 in 2020 when he had 2000. Somewhere in between there, I think is a safe place to assume Derrick Henry. Um, he's the focal point of this entire offense. Obviously, Son Haskins is behind him, and the guy Julius Chestnut. You know we love Julius Chestnut out of Sacred Heart. 21 and a half years old, 466 40 yard dash. 1,500 yards in 2019 as well at Sacred Heart. Again, it's Sacred Heart. But Julius Chestnut, 228 pounds. This guy's a, a fucking tank. If you have deep dynasty leagues, pick up Julius Chestnut now. If you didn't draft him, you probably didn't in round five. Go grab him. Throw him in the taxi squad if you have space. I love the deep leagues, 35, 40, 45 roster spots. You can grab a Julius Chestnut. You don't have to worry about him. You don't have to think about him. And then when Derrick Henry, if something happens or in 2023, leaves, if Hassan Haskins, Julius Chestnut, Chestnut beats out Haskins, you're a happy man. Continuing in Tennessee, opportunity. 351 vacated targets because A.J. Brown leaves. 201 vacated carries. And it's run, 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 pass. 51.3% pass rate over the last three seasons. That's number 31 in the NFL for the Tennessee Titans because of the big dog, Derrick Henry. They open up against the Giants at home, at Buffalo, and then at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Good chance to start out 2-1, and one, good chance to take a, a grasp on this AFC South once again, where last year they went 12-5, and five, and in 2021 they went 11-5. and five. Of course, they're missing A.J. Brown. That's the big glaring you know, missing thing. They bring in Traylon Burks as a first-round pick. He currently cannot breathe in practice. He currently is having a struggle with asthma. A lot of stories about, you know, he's never practiced right now. He's never practiced in the middle of, of pollen season, whatever you take that for, because Arkansas practiced before pollen season and after, whatever. We'll see what happens when camp comes around. Does he get the opportunities? Is he on the field, staying healthy? Does he have the speed? 
Is he 240 pounds? We'll see. It'll all come to fruition in August, but I think I'm staying the course with Traylon Burks as far as opportunity goes. The other guy in this pass offense that you really care about is Robert Woods. And then the guy that – and Robert Woods is coming off an ACL injury. you got to remember that. So you're getting value on Robert Woods right now. But the one you need to be paying attention to is Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper's 27 years old. He's going off the board at 190. That's picks. That's round 16, pick 10. Tied in number 26. He's jumped up 10 picks over the last week. Austin Hooper has on underdog right now. Austin Hooper's going to get opportunities. You're talking about right now, people are worried about Traylon Burks and his movement is, you know, he's went up 10 picks. Austin Hooper could jump up another 20, 30 picks between now and September 1st. That's two months. And I think Austin Hooper is going to become a value because we know he's a pro's pro and he can play in the NFL. And Austin Hooper will use his, Ryan Tannehill will use his tight ends. And if Austin Hooper is the only guy there, you're going to see the opportunities given to Austin Hooper in the play action game. It's Burks, it's Robert Woods. It's Nick Westbrook, Akine, and, you know, Racy McMath. Des Fitzpatrick is showing a little bit. If you like Kyle Phillips, you like him. I hate him. I think he's a he's a Gunner Olszewski type guy. You're going to see a lot of special teams from Kyle Phillips. Des Fitzpatrick should get an opportunity. Racy McMath ran that 4-3-3 from LSU the last few seasons, uh, playing with Jefferson and J- Jamar Chase. But I think the main focus here is Bobby Trees, Robert Woods at wide receiver, Austin Hooper at tight end. You got the big dog Derrick Henry. And the big question mark is Traylon Burke, but I think you continue to stay the course on Traylon Burks. Now, before we jump into the Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to tell you to do this right now. Go over to Prediction Strike. Use that promo code Underworld. Get a free share of a player when you use the promo code Underworld and deposit $20. Michael Pittman's still $2.11. If I told you Michael Pittman was $2.11 right now and he's going off the board at pick 30 on Underdog, pick 30 is the middle of round three. I'm drafting him every single time. I got my brother in town. We've been drafting mock after mock after mock after mock. And every single time, you can see him in the chat, every single time we're drafting Michael Pittman in round three, it's free. Whether you drafted Jefferson in round one, Taylor in round one, you know, what it, Henry, whatever you do, Pittman round three. Pittman round three, again, again, and again. You see... What the number one receiver does with Matt Ryan, it's 160-plus targets every single time, whether it's Ridley, Roddy, Julio, doesn't matter. He moves up to Indianapolis. He's going to have the sick run game with Jonathan Taylor, who just went for 1,800 yards in 2021 after people wrote him off in 2020. Jonathan Taylor's the new big dog in the NFL. It's no longer Derrick Henry. He's aging out. It's now Jonathan Taylor's time. He is the big dog. Mother effing dog in the NFL. Write it down, take notes, and leave it. He's there for three more years. Michael Pittman, back to the case. Go to predictionstrike.com. Use that promo code Underworld. Michael Pittman's $2.11 freaking cents. He was $3 midway through last year. He opened up last year at $1.73. You're going to see Michael Pittman's spike up to at least $7 within the first week. First eight weeks of the NFL season next year. That's a guarantee. You can write it down, and that's going to triple your profits on Michael Pittman. So go over to predictionstrike.com. Use that promo code Underworld. $2.11, Michael Pittman Jr. Da-da-da-da-da. Buy yourself 10 shares. Triple it up. You'll have triple whatever you put in. Be happy. Go get yourself some Michael Pittman. And one of the big reasons is you can thank our All-22 team. We've been charting formations. We've been charting performance. That's where you get all your your metrics on playprofile.com. We're maybe going to start doing a little bit of college stuff in 2022. But we had the all 22 team 
the all 22 team charted man zone separation. You can see it on the player profiler pages. You scroll down the Michael Pittman to the zone versus man section. Total route wins. This is the, the big winner from this whole project is Michael Pittman. Total route wins number three in the NFL. Number four in total route win rate, 51.3%. And you're saying 51%. He only won 51% of his routes. But you remember when they talk about you know sports gambling, betting, all this stuff, the real winners only barely crest. You, you, you can make a, a profit and a career off of winning 51% of the time. And Pittman, 51.3% of the time, he wins. That's number four in the NFL. You're talking about versus man, 44.7%. Number eight in the NFL, 54.2% win rate versus zone. Michael Pittman wins. That's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. He's going to be the number one alpha in this Indianapolis offense. We're not going to be worried about Alec Pierce. We really hope Paris Campbell bounces back. There's been a lot of positive news regarding Paris Campbell. 4-3-1-40 yard dash. Does he still have that speed? We saw the opportunity against Jacksonville before he got injured in 2020. Comes back in 2021 as a 50-yard touchdown. I talked about this with Alan Soslowski on a show I did a couple weeks ago. Paris Campbell is continuing to be the free guy in, in you know, best ball. We talked about LaVisca before. Paris Campbell, again, he's bumped us a little, he's bumped up a little bit to the round 16 area, but you can continue to draft Paris Campbell in round 16, 17 when he falls to you. This guy can just flat out play. And they drafted Alec Pierce. They have Ashton Doolin, who the Podfather loves. He was a all pro at the special teams position, but these guys are not Paris Campbell. These guys are not Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell is the discount value version of Terry McLaurin. And you're saying, well, Terry McLaurin, it no, Terry McLaurin's not whatever you think Terry McLaurin is, right? Terry McLaurin has just been a healthy version of Paris Campbell. Six foot two oh eight. He's 27 years old. He runs a four three five and he's been wide receiver 29, 20, and 29 the last three seasons, which is only three seasons. He's almost 27 years old. There's only three seasons, 29, 20, and 29 on a points per game basis in the NFL for fantasy. The only thing Terry McLaurin has going for him is he's been on the damn field. Paris Campbell is a free version of Terry McLaurin, and he's been in the league for three seasons, and he's still turning 25. He's got three years almost on Terry McLaurin. Paris Campbell's going to be healthy this year. He's going to be on the field. He's going to be that number two. I don't see, I don't foresee us worrying about an Alec Pierce in this Indianapolis offense as, as far as it goes. It's going to be Michael Pittman, and you're going to have Paris Campbell working in that Roddy role. He's going to be working in, in that number two inside that Kelvin Ridley, that, that Roddy White role that we saw opposite of Julio Jones over the last few seasons. Deep, deep, deep guys. We've talked about Mike Strawn before. The, the opportunities are waning with the acquisition of Alec Pierce in the NFL draft. Desmond Patman's also down there. Right now it's Pittman, Paris Campbell, hopefully he stays healthy, Ashton Doolin, special teams. Ashton Doolin's going to play a lot of the T.Y. Hilton role. Still a chance T.Y. Hilton comes back. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't quite think so. But the wide receiver position, like I said, Pittman, Paris, who gives a shit? Running back, Jonathan Taylor, the new big dog of the NFL. And at the tight end position is where it gets very, very interesting in the city of Indianapolis because there's a handful of guys. Mo Alley Cox is still under contract. They brought in Kylan Granson from SMU in 2021. And then they brought in the freak of all freaking natures in round three from the University of Virginia, six foot seven, 252 pounds, 23 years old, running a four, six, one, 89th percentile, 40 yard dash. Best comparable to Ed Dixon on playerprofiler.com. 
Jelani Woods, uh, 92nd percentile arm length. When this guy walked by, I've said this multiple times, when this guy walked by me and Alex at the Combine, this guy was not a known prospect at the time. He walks by us, and I mean, we both looked. I said, Alex, who the hell is that guy? He goes, I don't know. Flipped over my paper. I go, holy, to John Lonnie, what, that guy's 6'7". That guy's a monster. And then the, he literally went and benched, and I think he hit like 20, 25 or 26, 27 reps, something in there. And then, of course, you see the, the speed score, 94th percentile, 95th percentile burst, 98th percentile catch radius. Jelani Woods is going to be very, 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 very interesting piece in this Indianapolis offense. Playing next to Mo Ali Cox, who everybody said was, you know, Mo Ali Cox is this freak athlete. No, Mo Ali Cox runs a 4'8" and he's at 33 percentile agility. Johnny Woods was more athletic than Moiley Cox when he was a sophomore in high school, and Kylan Granson is a move tight end that's 6'1", 241 pounds, playing H-back. That's where he belongs. He belongs playing H-back and, and being the, the, the Trey Burton of this offense. Jelani Woods, I tell you what, if you don't got Jelani Woods, if Jelani Woods is free in your dynasty league, you need to go grab yourself a Jelani Woods because he might be the new LG freaking crumpler of the NFL, but me being athletic. So six foot seven, 252 pounds. I'm not going to repeat it again. Go get yourself some Jelani Woods. Scroll down. Opportunity. Does Indianapolis have what it takes to take the next step up? It's JT. It's Pittman. They have Ryan there. We hope for some Jelani action. Naheem Hines still getting an opportunity in this offense, being that third down, that slot guy. He's going to get a lot of opportunities. 154 vacated targets in this offense. Again, Pittman, Paris, vacated carries, only 85. And they lost Carson Wentz and Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton and their slot guy and Zach Pascal. So that's going to be one of the roles they're looking for is, can Ashton Doolin fill in for T.Y. Hilton? And who will fill in for Zach Pascal? I think that's why you can continue to bet on Paris Campbell. I'm very okay betting on Paris Campbell, even though a lot of people are worried about that. But it is what it is. Paris Campbell, continue to click that button. If you appreciate this show, please go over to patreon.com forward slash Carpenter NFL. Tiger Ball returns tomorrow, Sunday, July 3rd. My brother Tiger and I will be doing a special show. He's in the house. He's in the building here for a couple of weeks. We're going to be doing a couple of live shows. Patreon.com forward slash Carpenter NFL. Let's have a goddamn good July 4th weekend. I'll chat with you guys on the other side. And then boom, week one, you're going to see LaVisca Chanel get his opportunities.